Welcome back to the best 10 p.m. show on campus. Last three brain cells coming at you live from WDOM 91.3 FM Yay! Providence College Radio. My name is Justin. I'm here with my favorite co-host and yours, Jess Gilman. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, Justin. How are you doing? I am ecstatic because you know why? Why? This is our first show since quarantine. <laughs> I know. That's... Yo, wait, wait, wait. Was it like um literally a year literally ago? Literally one home? year ago we went online and let me tell you. Online, yeah. Couldn't be better. Think about it. This is kind of poetic, yo. Like starting <laughs> our show again one year after going online. Damn. Damn, okay. That's because we the best. Agreed. DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jess, yo, remember the whole podcast thing we tried to do? That was an epic fail. Hey, Although look. you I have to give you credits, you merged whoops, I just kissed something. Um, you merged the audios of all of us very well, and it sounded very nice. It's just it didn't it didn't follow through, which is okay. I gotta say though, I gotta say, we made it work. <laughs> Indeed, sire, I agree. That being said, we're now recording now, so our live shows will be uploaded as podcasts. <laughs> Woo! Oh wait, we're not live. We are live. We are live. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> just like actually screaming something but the funny thing is now that we're recording our shows we could see the sound waves as they come <laughs> and Jess is literally screaming <laughs> into the mic there's some dude probably listened to us driving his car like down the i-95 and she just he just hears we live <laughs> <laughs> look at the sound wave <laughs> yeah but uh, so but exciting. now we got actual podcasts we can actually start this whole podcast thing I again know. we got a cool new logo we don't do the neon sign thing anymore i know we have our new pride logo that we kept since pride month because you know why it's not just pride month it's pride every day it's pride every day now, it's L- it's excuse me it's bipoc inclusive every day it's bipoc inclusive every day every goddamn day it's woman in stem inclusive every day it's woman empowered every day agreed can i get an amen <laughs> amen <laughs> but honestly <laughs> sorry voice crack it's amazing being here again. Like, I, I didn't expect this. Like, I genuinely, like, didn't expect just to be back here again. I know. I really didn't either. I thought we were going to have to do it over Zoom again. And I was like, you got to be kidding. But we in the studio. We in the studio dropping tracks. We're not rapping. <laughs> we could rap. Here, let's do let's do freestyle right on All the right. spot. All right. All right, you, Justin, you, you start. Oh, uh, I'm going first? You're going first. Oh, man. I, I was really hoping you was going to go first. I'll go first. Okay, the topic, right. the topic is coronavirus okay <laughs> coronavirus you know that spiky virus ball it's a ball <laughs> and scene <laughs> i'm so sorry i okay all right i'll go next i'll go okay, next. okay yeah you go you got a beatbox oh i got a beatbox i was 18 when quarantine started i felt like i didn't know anything at all but now i've been in covid for a lot of months and i really thought the pandemic really sucks yeah amen on god on god but anyway oh. um yeah the oh, pandemic also sucks. updates mm-hmm. since the pandemic Indeed. you're probably wondering we used to have three hosts in this booth and now <laughs> we only got two breaks my heart <laughs> that's because our good friend al beckman shout out to her she i love you al <laughs> yo she's literally <laughs> al i love you <laughs> Chill, <we> live, man. <laughs> but 
Um, nah, so our our friend Al, who's all the way out in Wisco, it's probably like 7 p.m. around there. Yes. Um, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's earlier than us. Um, she's in Wisco because she transferred there. So we miss her very much. Mm-hmm. But she's in a better place. She's doing better things. She has her own radio show she's now. She's thriving. You know, her radio show's fire, too. It's uh, WSOOM 91.7? I, I believe so. Yes. So check her out on Thursdays. Thursdays at 9 p.m. Our time. 8 p.m. Her time. Wisconsin time. Wisconsin Cheese time. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, let's update. Let's update everybody on what we've been doing. What's the most important change you've had in your life since March of last year? Oh God, that's a loaded question. Um, There's only one correct answer. <laughs> oh God, that puts more pressure on it. Um, the most important change I've had, I think, it's just sort of my entire outlook on the world and on life in general just sort of um this summer was very revolutionary and i think it opened my eyes quite a bit um which i appreciate it opened my eyes in very good ways so i think i think that's the biggest change in my life and it's uh, i'm a change i'm a change i'm very grateful for i've learned a lot interesting yes I, I gotta say um probably the biggest change that i've gone through since this whole quarantine business i found myself going outside a lot more to be completely honest. Really? Yeah, like I wasn't a huge like outside person before PC. Like I mean like I used to go outside, right? Like I wasn't like, you know, in my room locked up, right? Mm-hmm. But like I've always I- I've been pretty outdoorsy in terms of like I I like going it's like nature stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But now like I find myself like just doing random stuff. <laughs> now <laughs> that, that, that was the mic stand for everyone back at home um but the thing i find myself doing a lot now is i like go outside just do random things now right like that's awesome like i used to just go outside to walk <laughs> like <laughs> me, like really right like just go outside like enjoy mm-hmm. nature and stuff like that oh, yeah. but now like i'm reading outside i'm doing homework outside oh, that's sick. like i'd be I've been thinking outside. I've been thinking outside. <laughs> like, th- that, that's just what it is, right? And, mm-hmm. like, because the thing is, like, we can't do a lot of stuff indoors anymore. It's a very true. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. that, that's why we couldn't do this indoors, right? So mm-hmm. it's, like, you got to figure out something, right? And I, I got to say, like, and I'm going to sound like, you know, like your, <laughs> your post-World uh, War II, like, romantic modernist <laughs> poem that's, like, if we go outside, everything will be better. <laughs> but, like, I got to say, like, going outside, like, getting connected with nature and all that, like, yeah. I, like I'm i a man of faith, right? Mm. But, like, I feel like just going outside, just, like, like I, I'll be honest. I think we're too linked to technology. I think that's the problem. Oh, 100%. Like, think about how much you've been on, like, your computer since quarantine. I know. It's terrible. I feel like that's contributed to a lot of people's mental health issues. I am close to the mic. No, like. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just... talking about something serious. What I was going to say was that I believe some of the mental health issues that we've seen within um, students, especially if you, if I mean, I've noticed especially um, everybody's been affected by coronavirus, but I feel like especially our generation like younger kids have been affected and i think that's partially contributed to the amount of technology that we've used to sort of substitute for our 
for human interactions and for happiness that we can't like, no, achieve. You, like you need to yeah. like like we did mad zoom calls like over quarantine like we did which like, was hella depressing i'm not gonna lie yeah and like but that was the only thing we could do right yeah right mm-hmm. and that was the unfortunate thing the unfortunate thing was like that was the only like social interaction like don't get me wrong i love my parents i love my parents i love my family i love everyone mm-hmm. being at home <laughs> for like six whole months not knowing whether we were going to come back the next year that was rough because like after the first month you're like oh yeah this is what's like this is like break this is like an extra spring break right, or like exactly. whatever right like you're you, you're chilling mm-hmm. for a little bit and then like you're like oh man oh, <laughs> this is long term yeah. like again like and i guess it's weird because like that's what we did in high school Mm-hmm. like grade school and stuff like that we were always home all the time yep. but like when you think about it, when we were in high school and stuff like we spent six hours of our day like not in home right yeah right we spent we were at school mm-hmm. so spending like all your time at home is like you get tired of it a little bit right sorry like i i mean like again like i maybe i'm not you know i'm speaking a little bit too privileged here but it's like i was like I really miss just, like, being able to, like, go and see people. I miss, like, little things, like, going to the store. <laughs> I know. I do, too. Very like, much so. Like, as much I miss, as... I like, this sounds kind of ridiculous, but, you know, sitting close, like, close next to people in class. Just, like, just the little, little, little things that you don't even realize make an impact on your... I mean, you just can't even... Can't even can't even can't hold even hands. Touch. We can't even touch. We six feet apart. That's so sad. But we're matching. We oh matching. yeah, fun fact. Justin and I are matching today. We we are matching. We're both wearing blue jeans and our Friar Mental Health swag Woo! provided by Dean Sears himself. I know. He, this is he dropped the, he dropped the tab. I appreciate it, Dean Sears. Dean Sears is the best. I just I gotta give him a quick shout out. Thank you, Dean Sears, for all that you've done for the college. Shout out to Dean far. Sears. It is. Yeah, just just to, you know, I'm, I'm an RA as well, so I see a lot about the behind. Ooh, the we we gotta talk about your RA stories. That's gonna be later in oh, the show. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like like you said, like at the beginning of quarantine, like I didn't want to leave the house because I was like, I'm not getting this. Right. I'm exactly. not getting this. Like, but you gotta, you gotta buy gro- like my, you gotta eat. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> right. You gotta buy groceries. You like, you, I didn't realize how much stuff we do like outside of our home. Mm-hmm until like we couldn't leave the house anymore Mm -hmm. because like i was like can't you gotta go to the grocery store you gotta get like gas for the car you gotta buy clothes and stuff like that right like obviously like the online market has changed like for like you know obviously more people are doing it online now but like even like but like early on the pandemic i didn't want to go to any stores again my my mom will tell you that she she, (laughs) i was being mad like and again like for good reasons, I didn't want to go because, like, um, just because, like, I didn't, I didn't want to get sick. I didn't want to risk it, right? Um, but, like, my mom would be like, Justin, you got to leave the house eventually, right? Because she was the one, and, like, my dad was the one um, going and, like, to the store and stuff like that. Because they were, they were working the entirety of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, because my dad's an essential worker. He works for the mta which is like the metro transport authority in new york and my mom's a nurse Mm -hmm. so they were on the front lines the entire time right so they were like at the beginning they were like okay we'll go to the store take the risk but after like the first like two months or so my parents were like nah you gotta go outside man 
Um, and I still remember the first time I went to like Costco. <laughs> yeah. And like the lines that would like form outside of Costco, like the grocery stores was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see that stuff since like right? Sandy or like, oh. like during like, like a storm or something. Right. Yeah. Or like when people lost power. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, there were lines outside of, like, every store. Because you got a social distance, right? Uh-huh. Um, oh, that was wacky. And, like, I remember... And, like, my parents were able to, like, cut the line because, like, they there was a lot of, like, benefits for, like, essential workers where they'd be like, oh, like, show us your essential worker and you can, like, skip the lines. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know if they did that in Rhode Island, but... Did that? They probably did. I mean, it was, like, a store-by-store store basis. I know Costco did it. Costco did it. Um, but, like... I know Trader Joe's didn't because, um... That's one. That's one place around. I, I that was especially packed over over quarantine lines, would be forever outside of Trader Joe's. No, yeah, like I, I again, like I'm not familiar with Costco. Costco used to let you cut the lines if you were an essential worker or like a frontline worker. Mm-hmm. It was part of their like healthcare hero and like frontline hero like thing they were doing. Mm-hmm. Part of like their marketing for it. Um, and I remember going to Costco for the first time, and. What's the one thing about Costco, you know? Free samples. That was gone. You can't do that no more. Yeah, it's so funny. I've never been to a Costco in my life. Oh, Costco is like the Disney World of department stores. (laughs) Nice. I'll have to go to Costco when I have the chance. It's membership only, so you got to get someone who has a membership card. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a country club, but like a Walmart. (laughs) That's what BJ's is. I don't know. No, it's the same thing as BJ's. Yeah. Yeah. Costco's the same thing as BJ's. Oh, okay. But BJ's is kind of like a a Walmart. It's like a lo- it's like a bougie Walmart. Yeah, but you st- don't you still need membership for BJ's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, and so that's what that's what Costco is, yeah. right? There's no there's there there's no free samples, and I, I like that's the that's what Costco is. Like you go for the free samples, like low key, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you can't do that because of COVID. And I remember going within one of the first few like months. And they were still doing like the whole like toilet paper thing, like only one toilet paper, no more, no more than <laughs> one toilet paper as you can oh take. Oh my god, that was crazy. Um, and I was just amazed. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like such a normal task, mm-hmm. like a menial task that you like don't think twice about, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I remember that too. I remember, um, I have, I live with, um two of my grandparents so i wasn't able to see the outside world for a very long time i think the first time that i left my house was in june like when the cases went down when they began to um go down that's when i like finally left my house i also got a job at a grocery store over the summer and that was really the first time mm-hmm. that, like i ever left my house but um i was i was literally locked in my house from march till probably mid end of june so that was an interesting time period. Really, it really wasn't that bad because I had school. But like once school ended, things got a little weird, got a little boring, and it was just the same thing all the time. I wasn't a fan, to say the least. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think this is a good point for our first music break. Sweet. Um, what so are we going to we'll, do? Con- we'll continue this conversation afterwards. I was thinking, bring it back to the OG if you saw our... I hope you were going to say this. If you saw our promotional post, you would have known we played uh, Looking Out For You by um, Joy again. Great song. I only 
<clears throat> I feel that's like low key our our theme song. One hundred percent, it's a great song. Low key our theme song. Um, I guess I should start <laughs> looking out for, for you, you like I always do. But anyway, but that's the song we're gonna send you guys off with. Remember, you're listening to Last City Brain Cells coming at you live from W Dom ninety one. Sorry, if the singing was cringy. <laughs> Again, you're coming here live from W Dom 91.3 FM Providence College Radio. We'll see you in a few. This is Looking Out for You by Joy again. Enjoy. La palabra cáncer, cuando la dicen para un tu hijo, es algo muy fuerte. El que San Yun no cobra ni un centavo para nosotros significa podernos enfocar en nuestra hija.
Welcome back to the best 10pm show on campus Last Day Brain Cells Coming at you live from WDOM 91.3 FM Providence College Yay. Radio Very exciting If you all missed it, I'm here with Jess Gilman I'm Justin And we were just talking about the simple joys of quarantine And catching up since yeah one year ago <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't um, So Justin, how is quarantine for you? I gotta say Again, like, and and we kind of we kind of ended off on this when we were talking about. Sorry, I'm gonna move the mic if it makes a noise. I no, you're good. We kind of ended off on this um, before we went on to our music break. Class, I thought class was rough. Yeah, I also agree with that. I don't know why it was because on like before we went in on like went into quarantine there were days in school i know this kind of sounds ridiculous but um technology is such a huge part of our life i used to think to myself i was late for class oh my god i wish like professors would just record lectures or like there was a way to somehow attend lecture lines. it wouldn't have to get up that was like part of like the marketing when like i don't know if you went on a pc tour they're like oh yeah we got like cameras here they like record the lectures yeah yeah that's right yep so it was like it'd be so nice you know if that happened and then it actually came true and it sucked and i don't know what it is but there's something so disengaging about having to communicate and like interact over technology and i think that's what made it especially difficult to learn to do online learning i gotta say like just my attentiveness just completely dropped i mean i feel the same way i think the first few weeks i was like oh it's gonna be mad easy Mm -hmm. it's online yeah that's what i thought as well like i don't know i don't know why like that was the assumption i'm in mm-hmm. i was like oh it's gonna be online even my pa- like even my parents were like that even like my siblings were like that like everyone was like that they're yeah. like oh it's gonna be online it's gonna be mad easy right yep what we like what i didn't take into consideration was like even though there was a lot of professors who did a great job navigating online especially the initial transition mm-hmm. there was a lot of professors who did a terrible job oh my gosh yeah with like handling the whole transition thing I know. And that's not something that they can necessarily be blamed for, but that made it so much, like, especially more difficult. Yeah, I think I think the, the thing that I hated the most was just the lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like, I feel like there were so many, like, and that's not, that's not even just, like, from a professor standpoint. I think it also happened with, like, administration. Like, I just wanted to, like... I wanted to know what the professors were thinking or, mm. like, what th- their ideas were rather than just be being left in the dark right. with everything. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is, like, I, I don't care if you don't have an answer, yeah. right? Like, if you don't know what will happen in the next few weeks, like, that's okay. But, like, say that. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Like, just so yeah. we know. Like, I'm not going to be mad. Like, I'm not going to be upset if you, like, don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, I just need to know. Oh, right, yeah. Right, um, I mean, I you know, albeit I might have been like a little bit disappointed because I'm like, oh, come on, you guys, you have time to think about this, right? But realistically, yeah, right. I would have like eventually gone to the thing where I'm like, look, like this is a whole new medium that no one has experienced at this point, so like, it's completely fine if you don't have everything handled. Right. Right. So that was the issue that I had. It was just the lack of communication. Like even when it came to like 
when tests like ex- like I remember like a lot of professors were like all exams are postponed until like further noticed, and then like suddenly exams would become a thing, and then like all of a sudden exams were like immediately. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why I like went into the mic to clear my throat. You had it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just only on recording and broadcast <laughs> to 5,000 people. But <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, but now I was going to say, like, people, like, they would announce exams, like, within a week. Mm-hmm. I and, know. Like, yeah, that was tough. And there was just, like, no prior notice because I'm just, like, like, okay, like, I know you're planning to give an exam. You don't just, like, come up with that idea within a week, though, right? Like, yeah. you could have you given us a little bit more leeway when it came to that. And again, like, I think some professors handled the transition to online much better than other professors. I think one of the best examples of this was um, Dr. Arevalo for Bio 104. Mm-hmm. So I had her for Gen Bio 2. I know you had Dr. Ewan Chuck, so I, I don't know if they did. Shout I, out Dr. Evan Chuck. You were the best. I don't know if he did something relatively same or relatively different. I follow up and you say, yeah. But... Dr. Arevalo made all our classes async. Asynchronous, yeah. Like, she didn't have uh-huh. synchronous lectures anymore. And what she would do is, she would just, um, we had a textbook, like a Pearson textbook, that had, like, an online, like, program connected to it where she would assign questions. So she would assign those questions, and she'd be like, okay, these are due at, like, this point, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, like, now until then to, like, watch... <clears throat> To, like, read the textbook and whatever. And the thing is, majority of that class was reading the textbook. Mm-hmm. It was, like, taking notes from the textbook. Because her, her PowerPoint specifically mirrored the textbook. Whatever the textbook said were in her PowerPoints. What she would also do is she would record her lectures and, like, upload them. And you just had to watch them by a certain time. Um, that being said, her exams also, they were, like, an hour long. Mm-hmm. So I think it was about the same time she would have given for regular exams. Um, and even though they were they were like open note, right? Or I, they, they may have not have been open note. I'm not, I don't 100% remember. Um, but you had the time pressure either way, right? So like even if it was open note, like you couldn't, you couldn't like search everything up. You had to know it. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed that model because it was kind of like, it kind of made it easier for me. The only issue that existed with that was like there was other classes where they adopted the same model and I just procrastinated on everything. Mm-hmm. Right. They, well, what did um Dr. Evanchuk do for your class? <clears throat> so um, I actually really appreciated the um, approach that Dr. Evanchuk took, especially since like nobody knew what they were doing. He made lecture. So, I mean, you had to watch. He he kind of put his faith into you to watch the lectures at some point but he made coming to lecture optional which i appreciated because you don't know what kids situations are like at home you don't mm-hmm. know if they can actually like ha- they don't if they have like an appropriate place to to attend the lecture if they have an appropriate environment to learn in so <clears throat> he would just record his lectures post them on his own sort of private youtube uh video channel that he, we had access to and we would just kind of watch it at our, at our own leisure or go to lecture um his tests i he took his tests. This is very similar to Revelo, honestly. Um, 
completely from his powerpoints it wasn't mm-hmm. so much from the book but it's completely for the from the powerpoints and then he would just administer them through sakai um and it, it was, he did a great job honestly evan chuck did such a great job and that was the best class of like that was my favorite class last semester i really liked bio 104's material in general which um yeah so that made it a lot easier and um he didn't like he didn't make it any more more difficult than it was like it was was, he did a very good job it was very fair um yeah and i i just appreciated too like when professors put trust into their students like not to cheat and stuff like Mm -hmm. a lot of professors did the zoom monitoring and that was an epic fail for me i had one instance maybe we can talk about this later or something but i had one instance where my zoom monitoring was a complete and utter failure i thought i was going to get a zero on the exam and i started freaking out so but anyway no yeah yeah. um like this the whole like zoom proctoring thing that was a whole mess because like the thing is like the most of the zoom proctoring that like i went through and i'm I'm assuming you went through a similar scenario was that like you just had to like put your cameras on for exams right right Mm -hmm. yeah but there's like actual bad stories from like people who took classes here where like professors would make them download like third party software, like lockdown wow. browsers or like stuff like that. That's just insane. That would just like monitor everything. And like I, I completely understand. I like I understand to an extent, right? Like why professors would want to ensure that students aren't cheating, right? I don't, but I know what you're saying. Like <laughs> I, I, I like I understand that like like even as like an education reader like i don't want kids cheating on my exams right right? that being said you have to draw a line between maintaining exam ethics yeah and maintaining student privacy yeah like i I would never implement lockdown browsers or like third-party like proctoring software because i feel like that's a huge invasion of privacy exactly and i think this is a potential controversial statement um but i think a lot of like this whole lockdown browser this whole like monitoring what you're doing just to assure that kids aren't cheating when it boils down to it if you truly care about your students you're gonna have faith in them to do like to take the exams without cheating because cheating hurts them it doesn't hurt you it's not hurting you the the educator in any way so in a sense incorporating all of these sort of like these monitoring things is it's almost like out of like motivated by ego if you know what i mean like it's almost like my test is difficult and i want to see how you truly are going to do on it without any of this cheating you can't cheat you i need to see your complete authentic performance because it makes me feel good as an educator it's not so much consideration for the students i don't know that's my own personal opinion about it i mean you know very controversial but no yeah i mean no matter what like as as an education major kids will always cheat if kids want to cheat they will (laughs) yeah right They'll figure out a way and they'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the whole like fate aspect, right, mm-hmm. is a hard one, right? Because it has to, it, it depends on the professor specifically in the relationship with their students or like the teacher and their students because there has to be that like rapper that's been. Mm-hmm established Mm -hmm. like there has to be that trust that's been established right and it's almost it's more anything to me the um the lack of monitoring exam i especially appreciated because instead of trust i saw it sort of respect Mm -hmm. like professors not employing these monitoring methods mean that they respect me as their equals which is we're in college that should Mm -hmm. be implied but professors that are treating us like we're 10 year olds who are going to cheat on these exams 
I don't know. It just it was just complete another lack of respect in my opinion and mm-hmm. yeah. That being said, right? Um you know, were there kids who cheated this past semester and the semester beforehand? Probably. 100%. More than yeah. likely. Mm-hmm. Right? Sorry. That and the thing is, right, like and you, you said it perfectly, it's going to hurt them in the long run. Mm. Right. The only unfortunate thing that it does pose, right, even though it will hurt them in the long run at some point, like you need the foundations of, for example, Bio 103 mm-hmm. to succeed in Bio 200. So Bio 103 is Gen Bio 1, which is um, like gen, like microbiology. Yeah, um, microbiology, yeah. It's like the foundational components, whereas like Gen Bio two is more like macrobiology or big biology. Exactly. Yep. But you need the foundation of Gen Bio one to succeed in Cell Malek, which oh, is Bio yeah. two hundred. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you cheated your way through Bio one hundred three, and don't remember anything, you're gonna do. You're gonna have a really hard time in Bio two hundred. Mm-hmm. But what I, what the point I was trying to make was the only Sorry. issue it does pose. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is not an immediate issue. This is this is just a short term issue rather than a long term. The thing is, the kid who cheated, right, mm-hmm. will do better than the kid who, like, say hypothetically, the kid who cheated does better than the kid. That's right. Yeah. Who doesn't cheat? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. The kid who cheated gets an A in the class, and the kid who didn't cheat gets an A minus or like a B plus. Yeah, right? that, I forgot about that. That's a good point. Yeah. And then when, but right, (laughs) like, yeah, they got the better grade initially, Mm -hmm. but say when they go to bio 200, the grades reverse, right? right? Yeah. It's just the mindset or the perspective you're looking at, right? Like, are you looking at more short-term goals or long-term? And hypothetically, could that kid who cheated through bio 103 score just as well in bio 200 in the Mm long-term? Yeah, sure. Right. And I think that's the thing that I think that was the justification for a lot of the, see, yeah. a lot of the anti cheating software that's been implemented. Mm-hmm. That being said, again, as an educator, I don't advise using those. Yeah. Only because it's just I feel like it puts undue burden and stress on the students themselves, because rather than focusing on like the like when you take an exam, it's stressful. It's meant it's built like that. Yep. There has to be a little bit of pressure, right? Because um, you're really trying to assess what you know, right? But the problem is um, when you put these lockdown browsers or these um, proctoring softwares, now you put a whole element of stress that's not normally in the exam. Right. And be- I think, sorry, I just, I'm going to interrupt you super quickly. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like the very extreme measures, like having to download softwares that are lockdown browsers and like this and that and like doing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like to implement these anti cheating, this, this sort of anti cheating thing. Um, I feel like that's not so much for the student, the student's sake. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe Zoom proctoring, you know, but these extreme measures just completely unnecessary. But anyway, continue with no, what you're saying. But right? what I was yeah. going to say is like, there's so many instances where like these softwares or even Zoom proctoring, right? Professors have accused students of cheating when they're like very clearly not, right? Like, for example, like when I, when I take exams, like I, when I'm thinking, I tend to daze off into space. I like agree, when yeah. I'm tr- when I'm trying to figure something out, I'll like go out of focus for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then like I'll go back to taking my exam. And there's some people, there's some professors when they saw their students doing that on camera, 
assumed they were like looking at like a cheat sheet that was off screen right or something like that right mm-hmm. so that's what i'm saying it puts a new level of like undue burden on these students because now they have to be concerned about like how they act during exams right, yeah because if these were like normal circumstances like your professor would walk around and be able to see what you're doing mm-hmm. right whether you're actually cheating or not but now you have a third party like person a software or your professor itself trying to like make this like judgment based off something they can't actually determine because they don't know your surroundings yeah i mean there were some professors who made their students not a pc necessarily but like in general there's some professors who made their students like take their laptop and like walk around their room to make sure there's nothing invasion of privacy and i'm like dude like why do you need to know that yeah and that may that poses the question as well is it actually appropriate to administer online tests like this over this quarantine period? Was that an appropriate approach? I personally don't believe so. I think that there have could have been, I mean, we're in STEM classes, so it, it it's kind of difficult to evaluate a student's, perf- like how they're doing in the class without those mm-hmm. formal tests. But at the same time, I wish that they had put a bit of more effort into trying to figure out other ways to sort of test our knowledge. Because I feel like, I don't know, just just testing online, bringing into this, this you know, the whole cheating thing. I, I just, it, it, it really didn't mix well. And we will continue this conversation after another short music break. Remember, um, oh man, before we, before we sign off, just, I'm going to leave it to you to pick this next song. Oh goodness, I should have thought about this. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let me pull up my Spotify um, yeah, it's really funny. The last t- three brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> Playlist is still on here. Oh my gosh. Um, Pharrell Williams. Oh wow. I was like, what was I listening to that had Pharrell Williams in it? Um, what let's are your listen. What are your thoughts? I know. I'm trying to. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's listen to "Alone Time" by Idress. E I Y E. D-R-E-S-S. Dress. Yep, that's it. Okay, this is Alone Time by iDress. Remember, you are listening to WDOM 91.3 FM, Providence College Radio, Last Three Brain Cells. We'll see you after this short music break. Enjoy.
Having a place to go after school will make you a better student. Having an outlet to express yourself will make you a better artist. Having something to do together will make you a better family. At The Y, we're helping build better friends, listeners, writers, swimmers, scientists, and musicians, one chance at a time. Get the gift of opportunity. Support The Y at ymca.net. The Y for a better us. Having a place to go after school will make you a Are we back on the air? All right. Welcome back to Let's see Brain Cells coming at you live from WDOM 91.3 FM, Providence College Radio. Woo! Had to give a quick shout out to the YMCA as I'm an intern <laughs> there. Uh, shout out to Kobe Dennis specifically. He's part of, he's the one who hired me as an intern. Yeah, you're so. going to have to talk about your project a little Yo. bit tonight. Oh, that, that, that we should we each talk about our about. research tonight. This should be a topic but of conversation. That's got to give mad props to him. Um, but anyway, to continue the conversation that we were having, the question we're going to pose out to any of the listeners out there, by the way, is, um, I'm going to move the mic. I'm so sorry if it makes noise. No, you're good. The the conversation we're posing out there tonight is, was testing or how has teaching, how has teaching should have been changed during this quarantine period? Like what should have been done to help facilitate this education? So if you want to reach out to us, feel free to call 401-865-2091. That's 401-865-2091. Um, so the interesting thing is, as an educator, um, this was a big issue we were talking about. Because for, con- for context, I took a practicum course last semester, which was Principles of Secondary Education, um, where I was teaching, at, well, student teaching, I should say, at East Providence High School. Um and this semester, I'm doing urban education, and I'm tutoring a student at St. Patrick's Academy, which is also in Rhode Island. Um, and the question of exams were a very important question, right? Like, how, how do we assess students? And this is a hot take when it comes to education. And the thing is, like, I know as a teacher, I will have to give exams. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of the field. That being said, like I, I am very opposed actually to exams. I am as well. I'm even glad even, that we agree. <laughs> even but like pre and post COVID. And agreed. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like while exams do demonstrate a lot of student knowledge, um it's not indicative of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question that people are going to ask now is like, Justin, then what's your solution? What are you, what are you going to do to grade students? And honestly, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I genuinely don't. Yeah, same. Um, because that's just what the framework of education has been for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> much longer than I've been t- been alive. Much longer than like the public school system has existed. Tests have just been a natural part. Yeah. That being said, it's like hypothetically if there was a student who say is an expert on evolution an absolute expert in evolution in all our classes and all our sessions that specific student proves that they know evolution better than everyone on in the class but it comes to the exam day and then on the exam that student gets like a 40 
Right. Am I supposed to fail that student now because they failed the exam? There are so many factors that go into taking an exam that are just not included in the test day. I, I don't know if I'm phrasing that correctly, but for example, um, say a student has, they take five classes, their five classes are rigorous. Each of those five classes has an exam in one week. The student is especially excels especially in say I don't know microbiology. They're taking a microbiology class. They excel in that class, but they've got other really difficult classes. Say I don't know biochemistry that they have to study for as well. So they're trying to juggle all these tests, these five tests they're trying to study for. They do mediocre on each test. It's just it isn't a true evaluation of of how they're doing. There could be some mental health that plays into their inability to study for the test circumstances. There's just it's a, there's a whole a lot of stuff and and to add quarantine and online education on top of that is just a hot mess <laughs> and, and i will say like i i feel like when it comes to education and this is just having experienced it myself and seeing you know teachers who have done this i feel like as a system we've become too reliant on exams agreed not to say we can't have exams. I think exams are still an integral pro- like portion of the education experience. Mm-hmm. But there, but gr- like people's grades shouldn't be completely reliant on the exams. In the hypothetical situation I gave, by you know modern test standards, I'm supposed to give that student the F date is enough because they failed the exam. Right. But I told you that kid proved to me in classes that they've know evolution better than everyone else in that class. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't I give that student an A? Right. right. I think I think <clears throat> I think what needs to be done is I I'm pretty sure I'm just reiterating what you just said. But such stop it like there needs the reliance on tests as the ultimate. Um, determining factor of the student's performance in the class needs to end. Like in all of my classes, typically exams are 40% of my grade or now that's not counting the final. So counting the final 65% of my grade typically, which I'm, I'm not particularly the best test taker in the world. I think everybody could say that like tests just aren't a great evaluation of your knowledge. I agree that they're important because like when I study and if I really do a good job studying, it sticks in my head and like, you know, that's kind of, it's a way to learn, but, um, or a way to learn, but yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? Like 60% of your grade is dependent on exams. Exactly. Yeah. But again, say you're the smartest kid in that class <laughs> right? Yeah. and you just are a terrible test taker, then you failed that class. Which really isn't uncommon. Unfortunately, I've talked to a lot of students who are very intelligent and who know the material of the class, like the course material of the classes they're taking and they don't do well in exams mm-hmm. because of many factors I, a lot of people have testing anxiety too yeah i know which... i know one of my um my current qualms i should say with like one of the classes i'm taking so for context this is civ right and don't get me wrong i low-key love civ i feel mm-hmm. like it gets I, a lot of hate yeah. here at pc <laughs> i low-key love it i do as well i'm not gonna lie because i, really I feel do. like the information's valuable uh-huh I agree. I feel like it's sometimes, you know, I talk bad about it because I'm just like, it's not pertinent to my major. Like, I'm never going to use this ever again. But I enjoy having that knowledge. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think the grading of it 
is is a subject of controversy mm-hmm. um because there's a number of people myself included who would have four o's in their gpa if their civ didn't count yeah like there's there's kids who are getting a's in all their courses except civ and like for me that's that's a little bit of a problem because i feel like even though civ is like the flagship course of pc and everyone takes it their college career shouldn't be jeopardized by that class. I agree. I yeah. understand. Like, I understand if a course was like a major requirement, and that like changed. Like, for example, if I if I get a B in like Gen Bio, that's indicative of my knowledge in biology, mm-hmm. right? Therefore, my GPA should be lower because if I'm going to apply to be a doctor and I failed Gen Bio, like that's a that's an issue, mm-hmm. right? Not to say, like, students can't transform. Right. But I'm saying, like, my grade point average should be indicative of that. Mm-hmm. That being said, if I want to be a doctor and I got A's in all my other classes except Civ, I feel like I shouldn't be failing. <laughs> I shouldn't be, like, denied from grad school, right? The thing is, like, even though my grads, you know, grad schools, my future careers, whatever it may be, will be looking at my GPA and my transcripts, I don't know how in-depth they're looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, in my Civ classes, I take, I have three essays that contribute to about 40% of my grade. Mm-hmm. 40, I, I would say about 40% of my grade. It may be 45 because it's, like, 15% each. Um, the thing is, if you if you do poorly on those papers, right, Mm-hmm. Your your shots of getting an A in that course is gone. Yeah. Right? Like, regardless of how you performed on the midterm or the final, whatever it may be. So, for example, if I get uh, two A's and an A minus, right, I could, I, I'll get, depending on how I performed everywhere else, I can barely get across with an A. Right. But if I get two A minuses and an A, I get an A minus. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's just, again, I, I think that's just a little bit unfortunate. Right. Like, again, I, I love Civ. Right. Yeah. And I do I do the best I can in that course. But again, like, that's a lot of my, like, discontent with that, with the, the course is the fact that I feel like I'm doing poorly in a class that won't have any implications in my future yeah like the knowledge itself is cool to me Mm -hmm. i love like i love knowing this stuff right i love knowing the basis of like western philosophy i love knowing like the theology that's impacted society like western society i like knowing the history and like how like that's reflected in literature and how like philosophy systems and belief systems like impacted history and whatever right and that's cool to me but again, has no clinical usage afterwards. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. For me, it's a lot different. You have. You're an honor civ. I'm not an honor civ. So for me, honestly, I feel like honor civ is especially. I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate to say on air, but it tends to be very unfair. They grade very harshly on honor civ, which I understand because professors expect a lot out of honor and we students got that curve and you got the yeah the quote-unquote curve so um just that's you know using that professors using that as a basis for how they're going to approach grading their students i think is 
wrong as a whole like just going in on like the idea that they get this curve so I have to make sure that I'm extra harsh when I grade them and that I'm I'm going in with this bias that they're that they're um more intelligent than the average student at Providence College I mean it's there's a possibility that that's true but that's you shouldn't I don't think I'm no educator but I don't believe that professors should enter into an educating environment in any sort of biased manner I think that that is what poses great issues especially oh, in yeah, non-receive I, yeah. I, I completely agree I, yeah i just feel like like personally right it's just like there's too much reliance on one portion of your grade right yeah. and again like it's it, it goes back to the initial point we made right how do we implement a system that assesses kids outside like traditional assessment forms right i think it would be very beneficial i think what needs to happen in academia is that especially you know i mean i'm considering a college setting but professors teachers educators whoever they need to communicate with their students a lot more and kind of get input from their students on how they should address the class because if a teacher were to ask me how they could fix exams to be to make exams more um to make exams more fair for students, um, I would suggest doing it at certain time, like having it at different time. I know it's sort of unrealistic to ask this because teachers have schedules that they have to abide by as well, or professors. Um, but just having it at different time schedules because people work best at certain times of day, um, extending time limits because you know having like having a rigid time limit on a test like that is very um, that poses a lot of issues. Like I I know. Justin and I had this had this uh, certain professor who literally had a timer up on the wall, and you had to finish within the millisecond to that that timer ended. You did not get any extra time, and I personally don't think that's fair. Like, if a student takes an extra five minutes on a test to finish an, to finish a test, that's not you know any that's not reflective on on their inability to finish to not finish the test in time. They might have been nervous. I think that extra five minutes is almost necessary, and. I would I would go as far to say give them an extra fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So yeah. I, I think ultimately my my point is teachers or professors whoever they just need to communicate with their students a lot more. And I think that that goes into the conversation of how do we create this dialogue between students and professors and students and their teachers. Yeah, exactly. But we'll get into that after our quick music break. Uh, I guess it's my turn. I don't even know what I want to play. That's a good question. You know what? I'm going to play some Lizzie McAlpine. I love Lizzie McAlpine. That's like my new new person. Um, Which one's this again? Pancakes for dinner? That's the person who made pancakes for dinner, but I'm not going to play. Actually, no. I got a better solution. I'm going to do Bookstore Girl by Charlie Berg similar artist never heard it um excited and i hope you guys enjoy remember you're listening to last three brain cells coming at you live from wdom 91.3 fm providence college radio yay this is bookstore girl by charlie berg enjoy in the back of the room it was there that i saw you in a shirt that you wore knowing i 
stairs Follow you, I wouldn't dare I'm accepting my fate That I'd never see your face again The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying, learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it, so can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Welcome back 
to Yay. the best 10 p.m. show on campus, Last 30 Brain Cells. Yay. Coming at you live from WDOM 91.3 FM, Providence College Radio. My goal is to Woo. get that as fast as I can now. <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta I'm gotta. i gonna start it. timing you. Like, I gotta I gotta get it under, like, five seconds. Like, welcome back to WDOM 91.3 FM, Providence College Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we were just on the topic of before we went into our music break was students like professors reaching out to their students and students reaching out to their professors right mm-hmm. so the thing is i think i think students have the tendency to blame teachers a lot like blame the professors no yeah i'm um, guilty of that too <laughs> and the thing is right it's like as much as we want professors to reach out to us if they don't do that we have to reach out to them and that being said if they do reach out to us we have the responsibility of reaching back to them mm-hmm because I feel like I, I know that's happened to me where like Oops, I'll like sorry. like I had a Google Classroom last semester and I was like as, as, as a student teacher I'd be like hey can everyone tell me their comfortability with this and only like there's like 20 kids in, cl- in the class only three respond and I'm kind of like come on like you know yeah you have a responsibility to like reach back to me you know mm-hmm. um but like it's fine so i will say there's a number of professors at pc that do this very well to like maintain that conversation and create that dialogue and there's a few professors that me and jess are very well acquainted with yes who are really good at this obviously first good day dr pellick goes <laughs> to dr pellick who's our gen bio professor um no. He was kind enough to have arranged a study room for us. Thank you, Dr. Pellet. He did create a study room for it, although it has no windows. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate the study room he created for us. And the interesting thing is I also have to give him a little bit of a congratulations because he's now the program director, coordinator of the Rhode Island Inbury, which is... Oh, my Continue. Ankles. No, no, no. Just keep going. You just got to keep going. Um... Rhode Island Inbury, sorry, they're like just <laughs> just like pointing at my foot, and I was like, "What? What's on my foot?" He had a like a piece of dust in his body. But anyway, um, <laughs> but he's now the program coordinator of Rhode Island Inbury. He's the first program coordinator from a predominantly undergraduate institution, and it's very, very well deserved. So, congratulations, Dr. Pollock. Woo! Um, but Dr. Pollock, he is great about creating dialogues with students like he, he like he is, wants yeah. to talk to he i like i 100 percent believe that he wants to like be able to have a conversation with every one of his students given they're willing exactly and P- i Pelic is always willing to have those conversations mm-hmm. whoopsies yeah i agree like the only reason why dr Pelic and i Sorry. are as good of like homies as we are is because he was talking about his hot sauce and his pepper growing and he welcomed me to try his hot sauces and that was such a weird experience for me as a freshman because i'm like college (laughs) professors are supposed to be big and scary and not like welcoming or anything right right but he really like opened the door and he was kind of just like yeah like, like i went down to his lab which was in like the basement of the building we were in. Um, and he was like, yeah, try this hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> and Dr. Pollock, you know he truly cares about his students. Speaking of hot sauces, he made um so me and Justin and um our friend Chris, we at the beginning of the year, it was like usually the three of us in that room. Um and he made each of us individual hot sauces. Yeah. Like containers N- of hot multiple sauces. Multiple bottles. Multiple. Of ho- and he made sure that it was our favorites. Like my personal favorite by him is berry hot, <laughs> which is like it's got some like actual berries in it and it's not too spicy, but berry it's spicy hot's enough. Good. It's so good. Berry hot is very it's, underrated. It's very underrated, extremely underrated. And he made me like at least three bottles and he would like custom design like the the, um, well, he the wouldn't draw them. His, his daughter would, Isabel. Oh, my gosh. Really? I didn't even know that. That's yeah. so cute. So Isabel used to draw on the labels. Aw. Um, I think Dan is the one who comes up with the names. Or it might be both of them. That's but so... That's adorable. Yeah, Isabel draws the labels. And the funny thing is, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's... You wouldn't expect that. I feel like the stereotype of college is, like, you have to actively get to know your professor and like professors are kind of like these stoic figures who like don't want to talk to you. Right. But like he was such a weird like it wasn't like he he was weird but that was like such a weird experience because I just wasn't expecting it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I didn't either. I remember when I first came like I think it was literally the second day of um college for me as a freshman and um my <laughs> I got I, I was very over ambitious I think a lot of college students are you know a lot of freshmen um so Dr. Pellick announced that he had the second day he was like I have office hours at this time they're the first office hours and I was like I want to make the best impression possible so with absolutely no reason I went to office hours with him and I, I kind of just asked him like really random questions about the PowerPoint size that didn't make any sense it was just sort of about the chemistry of the DNA molecules and like why this carbon bonded to this carbon et cetera, et cetera. and he was kind enough to explain that to me and he was very invested in explaining that to me we had a two hour long conversation like he's just he's very very invested in his students and professors like that are just we as students appreciate them so much yeah, the interesting thing with how I first met Dr. Pellick was he, uh, during our orientation as freshmen, he gave the bio orientation, I think. That's or he right. Was, he was one of the professors, at least. Uh-huh, I remember that. Um, and I remember after the orientation, I just went up and introduced myself. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, my name is Justin. Um, I'm a bio education major here. Um, I think I have you for gen bio. I just want to, I just want to introduce myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also how we met my friend our friend kate uh, really that's how you met kate yeah oh because we both stayed afterwards and then like we exchanged numbers i told you kate was my first friend at pc yeah that's right i forget about that um but yeah like and then the thing is like it's i, I have to give a lot of credit to pelic but because of my relationship with pelic i had the goal at pc to become homies with all the professors <laughs> Because he was just so open and inviting. And I was like, I got to become homies with all the professors. <laughs> I now. remember that, yeah. Um, and I mean, just can attest to this. I pretty much am. <laughs> yeah, he's done a great job. All of the professors know Justin very well. <laughs> I am homies with all the professors. I know. Speaking of other great professors that make great connections with their students, I just shout out to Dr. J. Pike as well. Oh, Dr. Pike is my man. Yeah, Dr. Pike's the best. I've actually, fun fact, um, I've known Pike personally for the past six years. You know, I, I 
didn't really see him that often in that time frame. But it's um, because Jess lives in Rhode Island, not I, because she went to college for six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live in Rhode Island and we both live in the same city. Um, and so I'm no longer religious, but I was religious at a point in my life. And we went to the same church. I knew all of his kids. I was actually pretty friendly with one of them. So it was so funny to like have him for Argo and he kind of like, he knew who I was. So sometimes he'd call on me and like, and he's just such a nice person. So, you know, what's the crazy thing about that. Yeah. Orgo is meant to be a hard class. I know. Yeah. Like especially for bio majors, like bio majors fear organic chemistry. I know. And it's, I can't say that I have that and the thing fear is, like, of organic chemistry. Don't get me wrong, like orgo's hard. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Organic chemistry is difficult. It right. Challenges your yeah, challenges. It, it's definitely challenging. Yeah. But like because of Pike, like I wasn't afraid to go to class. I know. Or like yeah. even ask questions. Exactly, yeah. And you know, luckily like with Orgo one, it was just, it came to me very easily. Which is fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, but he made, again, very, and I think that's the key. He just made a very welcoming environment, mm-hmm. right? No, he did. I would ask him stupid questions, like, before and after class. Right. Like, you know, like, because that was just, like, the, that's just, like, the relationship we had, right? Right, yeah. The other day, which is really interesting, I, I saw Dr. Pike, um, I think it was on Tuesday. Tuesday or, oh, it might have been Thursday, actually. Um, and I think that it was Tuesday. <laughs> um, I saw Dr. Pike, um, and it was the first time I saw him in, like, a while, right? Um, and it, it, I, I had seen him pre- previously, right, but it was just, like, the first time I've seen him since Gen Bio. And he, he, he just talked to me, and he was, like, and he just starts off the conversation with, like, he's, like, Justin, I'm so happy that, like, a smart kid like you is going into education, Right, like um, yeah. he's like he's such a nice person. Like that's just such a genuine thing to say. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's what matters, right? right. Like, cause like again, like I get a lot of support from my parents and like my friends, and you know, like, and it's like I appreciate what Pike said to me, right? Mm-hmm. But like, say like I didn't come from that background, like that's the thing students need to hear. I know, exactly. And it makes a huge difference. It's it's wonderful to hear it from your friends and, and from your parents, but when you hear it from professors, it's like you actually believe it. You know what I mean? Like no, sometimes yeah. you wonder, are my friends just saying this because they're my friends or are parents just saying this because they're my parents? When professors who really, you know, maybe they're biased towards you as a person, but they they wouldn't go out of their way to say that if they really didn't mean it. And you got to remember, these professors are wicked smart, right? It's like, right, yeah. They, they know much more about, they know much more about their subject area than you will know until like you pursue graduate studies, mm-hmm. right? So like, so like, it's like when they tell you that, like, it's like for me at least, it's like, wow, like this person like, world, is yeah. genuinely like invested in my education. Right. Right. And the thing is like, I, I, like as much as I was Pike's student, right? Like I, in class, we talked a lot. Outside of class, we didn't talk as much like compared to Dr. Pollock, for example. Mm-hmm. But like still, like, the fact that like Pike just like went out of his way to be like, Justin, like, I'm so proud of you. Right. right? Yeah. Like, that just gave me, like, so much, like, serotonin. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Because it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, I, I just think it's such a thing where, like, again, you don't expect that from professors. Mm-hmm. 
I know my my um the professor that heads my research. He's so kind. His name's Dr. Costello. He's a marine um a marine biology professor. And um, he always goes out of his way to just make sure that he says, you know, that we've done a great job this week on our on our work. And he co- he tends to compliment us individually on the work that we've done. And that's just so greatly appreciated. Like, I can't even put into words how much I appreciate that. And it's not like it's anything I'm being graded on, you know. So, you know, just it's it just even little compliments. Like what Dr. Pike said to you was huge like that no, yeah. would make my entire existence, I think. But no, yeah. yeah. And speaking on on the topic of orgo, to, orgo, our organic chemistry two professors like it's also great. Her name is Hannah Joe. Oh yeah, she's wonderful. I love Hannah Joe. Yeah. Um, she's a new professor here. If you guys remember from last year, we had a professor named Travis Travis Bethel. He's, uh, he no longer works here. He works at the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So Hannah Joe is. Um, she she's the professor who's taken his position essentially yeah. um, was hired you know to take his position and again the sweetest the yeah, sweetest so nice. lady very very approachable right yeah. like she's obviously very smart very smart yes she's right? brilliant but like she doesn't make you feel like an idiot <laughs> yeah I, yeah I would agree with that yeah um, obviously her I, I would I will say compared to Pike's class her class is a is is a bit more difficult um and, to, and that's just content wise like it's funny um for me learning the basics is always much more difficult for me than actually applying mm-hmm. what i've learned so i'm finding orgo 2 much much easier than i found orgo 1 i don't know why that is and i don't so. think it has anything to do with teaching style again like I, I yeah i mean for me i just think it's more difficult just based off the content like the content itself is more like advanced concepts no, I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not. It's not that she teaches the class more difficultly. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. It, but yeah. again, she's like depends. very personable. Like we have her for our lab professor, yeah. and she deals with like all of like my shenanigans in lab. <laughs> yeah, I um, know. I'm an absolute idiot in lab. Like, just really, really, <laughs> the amount of times Hannah's come over, she's been like, "What are you doing?" It's like, I don't know. The, lab. Lab is not. I, I. I'm not my best in lab. But anyway. But, like, again, like, she just, like, she just deals with it, right? Right, exactly. But, like, yep, but like she also, like, laughs at our jokes. Like, we we make a yeah. ton of jokes in lab, mm-hmm. and, like, she'll, like, join in on them. Yeah. Which is, again, like, you don't expect that. But, like, I think that's that's the thing, right? Like. Yeah. And she's never condescending, which. Yeah. Unfortunately, that seems to be a common theme in STEM. Yeah. <laughs> professors. <laughs> but, the, but the interesting thing about that, and I, I think this contributes to the whole idea that we're talking about is we need to remember like professors are people. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. You know, like they are very true. You know, as much as like, we like think they're like these like enlightened figures um, that are like much higher. They're, they're people. They're ordinary people. They, they know a lot about the subject we're learning, but th- they're still people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, the way one of the best ways I describe someone described like education to me or like teachers in general, it's like teachers shouldn't be guardians, right? They should be guides. Yes. Right. Because like, for example, like a biology professor, right? Like a biology professor shouldn't be this guardian. That's like, you're not, you're not smart enough to like understand this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're not good enough. Right. 
what a professor or teacher, a biology teacher should do is like be a guide, right? The goal of education in general is like from teacher to student, you want your students to be smarter than you one day. That's the goal. Like that's why you do it. Right. <laughs> like you want to have someone who's much smarter than you by the end of the day. Right. Like that. That's the philosophy. That's the philosophy I've always had. Right. Because like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to work all the time. I want to retire eventually. I know. Right. Right. You you want to train people who are going to take your job, and that's a good thing. I know. Yeah. Right. It is. I feel like a lot of the mentality with, especially with like higher academia, so like college level. It's like a lot of the professors like, oh, I need to prove them smarter than the kids. Right. Which I, which is. It, I, I got to make sure the, the students know they're dumb. <laughs> Familiar right. with some of those. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like. You should you should do it in such a way that. Like one of the things the teacher once told me was like and teachers say this all the time, at least the good ones. They're like, you guys are much smarter at your age than I was at mm-hmm. your age right yeah. and that's that's the most beautiful thing because you want your kids to be smarter than you like yeah. i want my students to be smarter than me one day i know um so again like and that's the thing i and that's the mentality that like the three professors we just described teach with mm-hmm. definitely most definitely like they teach with the mentality that's like i want you to become interested in this subject right as much as i'm interested in this subject mm-hmm. so that eventually you can surpass my knowledge 100 percent, i completely would agree with that i would say the bio department's very i don't think i know a bad professor in the bio department i'm not yeah, i completely about, agree yeah like i i there is no just just for just to preface these egotistical professors that we've been re- referencing none of them are within the bio department that i'm familiar with oh yeah that being said, I think this is a, another good time to transition to a music break. My turn, but I don't know what to it's pick. It's Jess's <laughs> turn, who, and she is ill-prepared, but so was I. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me Minus 10 points minus for Slytherin. Points. Um, hmm. Let's see what she's thinking about. I don't know. Uh, I'll get there. Ooh, ooh, she's scrolling. I'm scrolling. Um, why don't we do "If I Ever Feel Better" by Phoenix? Ever feel better by Phoenix? Yeah, classic. All right, just remember for all you listeners out there, this is Last Three Brain Cells coming at you live from WDOM ninety-one point three FM, Providence College Radio. We'll see you in a few minutes. This is "If I Ever Feel Better" by Phoenix. Enjoy. Yay. Saying and can be a start Feels like a barbarian still alive It's like a bad day that never ends I feel the chaos around me A thing I don't try to deny I better learn to accept that The things in my life I can't control They say love are nothing but a sore I don't even know what love is Too many days I've had to fall Don't you know I'm so tired of it all I have no terror, these spells Finding out the secret words will tell Whatever it is it can be named There's a part of my world that's fading away Tight rope. Tell me please, tell me please, tell me please, tell me please. If I ever feel bad. 
took my place. I ain't even playing my own game. The rules have changed. Well, I didn't know. There are things in my life I can't control. I feel the chaos around me. A thing I don't try to deny. I better learn to accept that. There's a part of my life that would go away. Dark is the night, cold is the ground. And the sickle is silent in my heart. There's one that strives a hell to come. I am sure I come through. I don't know how. They say a name can be a star. It feels like I'm above you still alive. I'm losing my battles on the side. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all, not one bill. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. Welcome back to WDOM 91.3 FM Providence College Radio. You're listening to the last three brain cells. So we just finished talking about favorite professors. So I thought it would be a good segue to talk about some of the stuff that we're doing on campus, some of our favorite stuff. Um, So as academics, we're both involved in research. Yes, we are indeed. Um, so Jess, what is your research about? So my research currently, I'm in a um, biomic. I don't know if this is appropriate to. It's a marine biology lab, definitely. I, I refer, refer to it as a, as a biomechanics lab, head headed by Dr. Costello. I, I mentioned that earlier. Um, it's a great lab. We're actually wrapping up our research now. We're in the process of writing a paper. Um, so on my team, I have I have three including myself, three members on my, my on my research team. They're, they're both fantastic, um, so smart. Um, we've done a lot of work. We did quite a lot of work over the summer. I was fortunate enough to be um, to be paid for that work. So that motivated me more <laughs> to, to, to do it. Um, 
it, yeah it's it's been a really interesting project so far we're basically just exploring the movement patterns of jellyfish i've been especially focused on aquaria victoria that's the the species name um and so yeah it's it's great i'm writing so we split up we divided the paper into three sections um introduction methods i heard jellyfish <laughs> excuse me i heard you tell me about jellyfish yes jellyfish Aquaria victoria jellyfish. pink rat <laughs> oh my gosh but Can um eat the jellyfish i don't think so do they go squoosh or crunch <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. Answer the important questions, just squoosh. They go squoosh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. But um, basically, we um use the um the software program ImageJ to outline certain parts of the jellyfish, and then gather certain um points of data, and then we put it into an Excel file. We have a couple of equations, plug some numbers in, make some graphs. It's a good time. Um, we're currently writing a paper, which hopefully we'll be able to have like a at least a rough draft if not the actual paper out by the end of the semester um, related to our findings. So we've divided the paper up into three sections. One of the members is doing the introduction. I'm doing the uh, methods section. And then my other, the other research partner is doing uh, results. So um, very fair division of labor. Dr. Costello is wonderful. He does, he expects a lot from you, but at the same time, he's very understanding. So if there's a week where you don't really get a lot done he's very understanding you know as long as you're able to catch up and like keep up with the research show interest in it he's he's um more than open to helping you and anything um the other thing i like about dr costello too is i'm personally a very independent person i like to work by myself i like things to be kind of short and sweet and um he's very much like that he's very much like okay here you go go do it not he doesn't give us much guidance which i don't know why but i, I kind of prefer that almost well, it gives you like the independence like you're, yeah. you're acting like the researcher right exactly yeah not it, just like someone who's helping out mm-hmm. yeah so it, it it really feels like i'm actually part of this research project i'm actually doing the research for this project i'm not just being kind of following a professor's lead um so yeah, it's it's a great project. I I really find it very interesting. I'm very I'm personally very interested in marine biology. I love octopuses. Um, I'm thinking about going to graduate school for marine biology, um, specifically for octopuses and jellyfish. Of course, nothing you, less. You're gonna you're gonna eat the jellyfish. I, I hope not. Do I, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Um, you know, I, I'm also especially interested in physics. So combining biophysics to get biomechanics. Um, so. You know, I would love to go to uh, some sort of graduate school that involves marine biology and, and, and studying biomechanics. So anyway, yeah, that's what my re- research is about. Um, I love it personally. So, yeah, if if anybody's listening and they have questions about getting involved in a, in a research lab, I'd highly recommend Dr. Costello's because he's always having new projects start. And we're just about to finish a project, so he's going to need new people to, to hop on to his next projects anyway. But do the jellyfish sting. <laughs> oh, my God. Do they, um, do they I, I think yes, I think do they, they do. Do they do they go shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah. No, but yeah, that that sounds really cool because I feel yeah. like when it comes to like biomechanics of like jellyfish, right? Like you'd think they just go with like the current, right? Like they don't like input. I think that's like the thing we're taught all the time, right? Like, it's it's funny because they don't have brains. Yeah. Yeah. Like they kind of just go with the flow. Mm, pretty much, yeah. I didn't so, know I was a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so studying their motion is especially is especially interesting so is it is it and i don't know if you like have a definitive answer for this but like, explain it to the best of your knowledge mm-hmm. um 
so isn't mostly like their their biomechanics isn't mostly just like deal with their surroundings like the wave form like the wave systems and stuff like that or do they have like any input in it or yeah interestingly um so that was the research project that preceded us and answered that question is yes very much so the currents of the ocean and like the waves uh you know whatever's going on in the ocean um fluid dynamics that makes a huge that has a huge impact on how the jellyfish moves um what we're exploring specifically this semester from what i what i've gathered anyway is um whether or not a jellyfish is able to swim the two terms are smoothly or skid to turn pattern and we hypothesize that they swim skid to turn pattern which would be like how a car kind of moves versus how a person moves because they don't have a solid point to kind of pivot off of so they have they just have like the water so they their movements are very choppy and we also wanted to to determine whether or not they turn using primarily small sequences or large sequences and then this data will be used by dr so he will give it to the navy and they're going to try and employ our data somehow to build some sort of submarine so oh wow yeah, yeah potentially i mean that's that's typically the type of research that dr Costello involves and that's like what his research typically entails he usually ends up giving it to the u.s navy we're gonna we're gonna find yeah. out in like I'm pretty sure anyway. Sorry, Dr. Costello, if I'm wrong. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to find out in like four to five years that like the research that Jess does will like implicate her in some like war crimes. <laughs> she's like, because her research is going to help the Navy. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, it's it's been great. You know what I mean? Like I'm a big math person. So, and it, it also taught me great Excel skills. Like I feel like I'm an Excel, uh, excuse me, an Excel master at this point, but my computer's extremely old. So it doesn't have all the functions of Excel, which is really annoying. But oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it, it's actually so cool. And I, you know, I, I don't, I'm with Justin all of the time. So I don't typically like talk about my research or really show you guys my research, but I'm constantly in the process of doing research. Like I typically do 10 to 20 hours of research work per week. It's a lot. So. Interessante. Yes. Very yes. interessante. Mm-hmm. Now on the other side That's of the why spectrum. I don't sleep. Anyway. <laughs> okay. You should get some sleep. Everyone in the chat. Yeah, sleep. Say, Important. Make sure, make sure you sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know we're running pretty late, but make sure you sleep make at sure least eight hours. <laughs> but... <laughs> the the interesting thing is i feel like i'm on the opposite of side of the spectrum when it comes to to research so research is awesome before covid i was actually in dr pellick's lab um and we were doing research on uh shuanello and adensis um and we were specifically looking at like magnesium reduction because like these bacteria um so like we breathe air and Mm -hmm. we we breathe air specifically to drive the various functions like for example like um Cellular respiration is one of the things that it drives, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that Shuanella do, um, and I might be wrong, so if Caitlin's listening to this, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but what Shuanella do is they, they they essentially like breed the metals. And that's, that's so what, cool. And that's what drives those processes. Yeah. So I was in that lab for a little bit um, because and we got cut short because of COVID. Yeah. And fun uh, fact, our one of our really close friends, Christina, is now Caitlin's lab partner. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she really likes the lab. Um, I'm no longer in that lab, but now I'm doing my own independent study, which I started in the summer. Um, so my independent study deals with analyzing the BIPOC experience here at PC, right? Because a lot of, I feel like over the summer, there's a lot of conversations about race and equity, especially with the BLM movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I was like, 
these issues exist on our campus, right? And there's been so many instances of BIPOC students, um, faculty, staff, whatever it may be, trying to address these issues. They want to fix these issues. And they've, they've consistently and constantly brought up these complaints. Um, and the school, like, addresses it, right? But then the complaints still exist because these issues haven't been fully addressed. Mm-hmm. So in my independent study trying to figure out is why? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it, it's actually a two year long project <laughs> and I'm still in the first year. It's um, such a fascinating project. So though. the first year is just dealing with campus climate, trying to figure out what is it like to be a student here at PC. Um, while we're surveying all students and that survey will go out within the next few weeks because we just got IRB approval. Um, Exciting stuff. And um we're trying to figure out what's it like to be a student at PC. That's the first thing in regards with like race, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So we're surveying white students. We're surveying BIPOC students, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and just gaining their general experience. Like some of the questions that they're going to be answering is how much racial sensitivity training have you received? Mm-hmm. How accessible are these discussions of race and equity available and diversity in general yeah. do you feel like racism is a problem here at pc like those type of questions right yeah i think it's so ironic to how well your research relates to our radio show topics yeah <laughs> so i mean the radio show was definitely an inspiration for like to, to get into the research but um so that's what i was trying to do within the first year and then next year it deals with interviewing students um who've undergone these experiences with like racial discrimination and etc and also interviewing administration the various offices that exist to address these issues and see whether essentially see whether pc is doing the appropriate things mm. to address these issues and trying to figure out what are these barriers that exist that prevent students from feeling welcome here or right. feeling a sense of diversity because yeah. again i feel like at, at 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 our school and this isn't just happening at pc this happens everywhere um students are just complaining about lack of diversity right so if there's this many complaints right why is it still an issue and that's the question we're trying to answer so i'm doing this independent study with dr zofia edwards shout out to her um i don't know but shout out to you zofia edwards and she is the director of the Black Studies program here at PC. Oh. Um, so Dr. Edwards is a genius. And <laughs> she's so, she's like literally the best. She's a queen. I'll take it back. And she's my, she's the person who sponsored my project. Cause, so independent studies are a little bit different than um, laboratory research that Jess is doing. So with <laughs> the research that Jess is doing, her, so... Dr. Costello came up with the project. Right. And Jess is just doing it. Right. With independent studies, I came up with the project. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Edwards is kind of just like facilitating it. She's also playing a huge role in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I came up with the idea. I wrote, I drafted like the proposal and everything. Yeah. I actually read Justin's proposal, which was very, very good. Just have to it wasn't put that, that out good. There. It <laughs> was that good. Yes, it was. 
I looking back at it now, I feel like it was very crudely made, but I just remember reading it and being dumbfounded. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just this project is going to expose so much. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not meant to like like point fingers. No, right? I, yeah, like it's not meant to defraud anyone or be like, oh yeah, PC sucks, right? <laughs> um, there's like other things we could point out if we wanted to do that. Right. But like, what what we're really trying to do here is just bring attention to an issue. Yeah. Right. Like this issue exists not only at PC but just everywhere in America. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to figure out is what's the most that we can do to help fix yeah. that issue. Mm-hmm. That's the question that we're trying to figure out. Because yeah. m- my goal is that, like, whatever data is collected from this project, like, PC, you know, thoughtfully and meaningfully looks at this data and they're like, this is a this is an issue. Now we're going to implement new ideas, new dialogues, whatever it may be, to help address this issue. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the end goal. But obviously... That'll be most of next year when I'm a junior. <laughs> I mean, I was always in it for the long term. I think I think even in my research proposal, I laid out a plan for three years. Wow. Yeah. Good so, for you. So I'm so I'm glad we, we were able to cut it down for two years. Um but next year is gonna be next year's gonna be the interesting one. Yeah, definitely. I mean the data collection will be great. Because we're gonna be, we're gonna see a lot of people's opinions about like racism on campus. There's definitely gonna be people who are gonna be like, "Oh, racism's not an issue here." No, definitely, yeah. Right, and I'm interested to even see those responses, mm-hmm. even though they've probably fit a minority group at here, PC, where it's like the minority of people think like racism isn't a problem. I I still want to know why they believe that. Right. Because the thing is, it, it's because I feel like. Not trying to validate their opinion, but understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it's it's that's extremely important for being able to move forward completely. Yeah. Like people, for example, who have opposite political views to mine or anything along those lines, I guess. I want to know why and I want to yeah. know where it stems from, because if we're able to somehow come to terms of peace and mm-hmm. we'd be able. That's how that's how because I feel we like we have the tendency to like not create dialogue mm-hmm. when it comes to like, for example, like political issues. Right. Yeah. We like we tend to like just demonize everyone who's on the other side, right? Right, yeah. which is like I just feel like it's ineffective only Completely. because it's like if you want like actual change or anything to occur, you need to know like where your opponents are coming from. Agreed. Completely. Right. Like yeah. you need to understand why your opponent has a different point of view. Once you figure that out, though, you can effectively convince them otherwise and it's interesting um i definitely have a couple of friends who have completely speaking politics just completely opposite political opinions of mine and we've had in-depth conversations about our political opinions where they rise from how they relate to more human rights issues too as well uh rather than just crossing that uh or remaining in that in that uh political political thing so um it's interesting because they our views ultimately align like when when it comes down to it what we've agreed i mean this is just you know a small portion of my friends but um what we've agreed is that we just want to see the best for the world and there are certain ways which in which we think that 
this, you know, certain issues should be approached based on our political stances. And so kind of being able to come to terms with that. And I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to them. And especially one of the the more interesting things is when I when I tend to talk to people who I'm I'm particularly, I, you know, I'll put it out there, I'm, I'm on the far left. So when I talk to um, acquaintances, friends of mine who are on the far right, one of the issues that we like strongly, strongly disagree on or tend to disagree on is um, border control. And so I actually, over the summer, um, I just kind of did like, just kind of for fun, like I did a bunch of research, like um, fortunately through the Providence College website, like we have access to like a lot of textbooks. So I read a couple of um, textbooks from from different universities. Like I think I think uh, I think I read one from Harvard. Um, I read one from Princeton, and it was just about like how um, immigration affects economics. And like I was able to sort of like talk to my friends who tend to have opinions which I really don't agree on related to like border issues. And I actually ended up changing their minds. So just being able to have that peaceful dialogue with people and like it's so important for being able to like to move forward. And mm-hmm. yeah. the thing is like it, it's like. And obviously, this doesn't, doesn't occur for everything, every issue that exists. Um, but I feel like with most like disagreements when it comes to like political opinions, people have almost similar end goals. They just have different ways of implementation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 because of that, I feel like that's where a lot of the disagreements. Obviously, like. There's some things that like people are fighting for two opposite sides, which mm-hmm. exists, right? Yeah. But like, especially for the things that like where you have the same end goal and it's just a matter of implementation, I think it's important that you have that conversation 100%, where it's like, yeah. Instead of just like you know yelling in their face that they're wrong. Exactly. Yeah, that's such an issue. I think that especially I've noticed. I mean, maybe it's just uh, because we're so young, but that's an issue that our generation tends mm-hmm. to have. Especially, I think one of the most toxic places is Instagram. Um, all the social medias because people are so one-sided on, on I mean those. yeah I mean personally I'm I'm politically moderate um, I I I will be honest I have more left leanings than I do have right mm-hmm. leanings but so I, I would say I'm, I'm a pretty moderate liberal really. um, I would say I'm very yeah, radical liberal <laughs> that but. being said though right um, because of that like, and I, I see this a lot on both sides, like whether it be the far left or far right. There's a lot of people who are like, just like, we'll just scream in your face that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. Cause I'm like, you're not going to want to listen to someone just screaming in your face. Exactly. That you're wrong, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta educate and you gotta convince mm-hmm. them. You gotta like be like, you gotta like be able to sit them, sit them down and be like, Dude, like, I don't agree with you because of this. I know. And I think that's the biggest issue we're facing is people aren't willing to take the time to actually attempt to educate others. Mm-hmm. Instead, the easy way out is just yelling at them that they're wrong. I mean, when that's uh, com- to be completely, completely honest, effective. like on the on the far left side, right? Mm-hmm. You have the whole thing of like cancel culture where it's yep, like, if I don't, if you, if, if you don't agree with me, you're canceled that's because you're a bad person. Yeah. Whereas on like the far right, they're like, I don't care. I'm right. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you cancel me. Right. I'm still gonna say what I need to say. Right. Exactly. Yep. So because of that, I feel like that's the problem. Like yeah. I'm like, we Definitely. shouldn't like. I, I we'll, we'll probably discuss it in a later show about like cancel culture and stuff like that. Um, but do I do I feel like people should be held accountable for their actions? Yes. Do I feel like they should be canceled? No. No. <laughs> because I feel like ultimately if, everybody could get canceled. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I feel like it prevents that meaningful dialogue from happening. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, that's like part of the reason why we created this show. Mm-hmm. Right. We wanted to have those meaningful dialogues between students, between professors to talk about the issues that matter, the issues that are relevant to us. Definitely. Yeah. And when when it comes to addressing these issues, I feel like it's important to have these dialogues. Definitely. Yeah. So, Jess, I want you to know I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you as well, Justin. And I appreciate all of those who are listening tonight. And we appreciate all our Instagram followers. Follow us at PCL3BC or our Twitter at PCL3BC. We can't follow you back because we're shadow banned, but we appreciate it. (laughs) We appreciate the support. (laughs) All we can do is post things. That being said, if you follow our Twitter, we We can follow you back. back. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same ad for both of them, PCL3BC. This is actually a good spot to go to our next music break. Sweet. I get to pick the song, and I probably should have been thinking about it a little bit more than I have been, but it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Um, let me see. Do I play? Oh man, I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have some I have some great songs that I can play, but I don't know if it's. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any sort of song other than ooh. Looking Out for You that epitomizes last. Let's do Lancaster Nights again by Charlie Berg. I love Charlie okay. Berg. Charlie Berg. Um, so, yeah, this is Lancaster Nights by Charlie Berg. Remember, you're listening to L3BC, Last Three Brain Cells, coming at you live from WDOM 91.3 FM, Providence College Radio. Again, Lancaster Nights by Charlie Berg. Enjoy.
Welcome back to WDOM 91.3 FM Providence College Radio. You're listening to Last Three Brain Cells. Very exciting. Ooh, before we continue, I've just lately, Justin, oh my God, you haven't experienced it. I don't have them on me. But I've lately, I've been carrying around these cards, these circular cards that have cheesy jokes on them. Oh, you're, I, 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 saw, I saw that in your dorm. I oh. The one that has like, it's like a cheese and has a mozzarella joke on it. Yeah, and they're literal cheese jokes. They're, if you will, brilliant. Get it? All right, and that's it for our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here, let me tell you a cheesy joke. Okay. I gotta think of one. This is about the mozzarella, but... Oh, wait, no, well, then that gives it away. Hold on. Mm, what could I tell? I can only remember two. Oh, 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 oh. What did the cheddar cheese say to his date when he saw her all dressed up? What did he say? You look sharp. <laughs> and on that note, we are canceling our show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I got a joke now, too. Okay. All right, all right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Nobody. Nobody who? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wait, I got one. Okay. This is the last one. What will happen if a piano falls on you? Uh, a lot of things <laughs> i guess you will be flat <laughs> as a piano player this pains me <laughs> okay sorry anyway anyway we're actually coming close to the end of our show we got a final 10 minutes left so we're gonna talk about some cool stuff that we've been doing very exciting so what the hell? Oops, sorry. we're back with the show and we're gonna be have have the show weekly from 10 p.m. to midnight on Friday nights. That's our new time. I know we used to have Saturday nights, but we got we got the the premium spot. Yeah. <laughs> Friday 10 to midnight. So if you guys have any ideas, if you have any suggestions, comments, complaints, criticisms, questions, feel free to hit up again our social media that we mentioned. So on Instagram, it's PCL3BC, and on Twitter, it's also PCL3BC. Um, f- if you follow our Twitter, you can see all my conversations and tweets and memes that I send to the professors because <laughs> a lot of the professors follow it. Um, and if you see on Instagram, you'll see our lack of captions because <laughs> we've been shadow banned. Yeah. And if you followed us on Instagram, we don't follow you back. I promise it's not personal. We j- literally just can't. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, um, if our DMS are always open, we're always down to answer questions about anything, literally anything. Mm hmm. Would those work? And if any single ladies want <laughs> <laughs> Justin's like, I'm looking for a girl. No, I'm looking for a girl. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm joking. But for real, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want somebody to roller skate on the tennis Yo, court with. Oh, my. For context, the thing that Justice mentioned about the roller skating, when I was walking here to Slavin, which is where the radio booth is, um, you pass the tennis courts at PC. And on the tennis courts, there was two people roller skating and just dancing to, so to like romantic music and i was like what in the la la land is <laughs> this was it like frank sinatra or something or just it was it was like it was or like just... instrumental but it was like so romantic ah uh, that's like so it adorable. made my heart move yeah and like they were just they just looked so happy and i was just like what what do i what, how do i do that <laughs> i how want I that because it's so cute right yeah and I was like, I saw that and I was like, 
I'm not. They, they are the main character. <laughs> I'm the extra in their movie. They don't even know I exist. I'm like in the background and I just exist, but like they don't know I exist. <laughs> and they're just out here having their like La La Land moment, and I'm like, it's that's so adorable. What do I have to do to gain that? <laughs> I mean, this is, is going to be a little bit of a topic, but like my ideal first date would be like picnic at sunset, right? Yeah. Like just food at sunset on like a beach or like a park, something. Mm-hmm. And then we spend like early nighttime stargazing. That's nice. Like, that's just all I want to do. <laughs> that does sound like lots of fun. I think my first date involves rolling around in mud and then going around in public places. Never mind. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. Speak. I was going to make a joke, but th- it wasn't funny at all. You gotta, so you got to finish it now. <laughs> and just like, just like running around, flailing around, screaming and yelling and scaring people away. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Um, uh, that was a complete and utter joke. It was not funny at all. I'm really sorry. So- sometimes I like to dye my hair green and paint myself orange and cover myself in dirt and pretend I'm a carrot. <laughs> 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 That's uh that's Sorry. that's that's just my goal in life. <laughs> um that being said, I want to advertise a few community events that will be happening. So this weekend, BOP presents Cake and Coasters this Saturday, March 13th from 12 to 2:30 p.m. in the Slaven Atrium. Come and pick up a mug and coaster to decorate with your pod. Mug cakes will also be provided. Exciting. Also, we want to advertise I'm not going to that. The Saturday night food truck, which is Saji's Hot Dogs. This Saturday, come down to the Con Cannon Circle for a new food truck. Saji's Hot Dogs will be grilling up hot dogs for the first 150-150 students. Attendees will get a hot dog, chips, and a beverage. Nice. Come visit us this Saturday, March 13th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. If anybody wants he- a free Saji, I might just go for the chips and drink because I don't free, eat meat. A free hot dog Yes. Free hot dog. Justin, this is how you should make your move on your roller coaster date. You should just eat the hot dog in one bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say you should get a hot dog. Just swallow the to, hot dog. Go up to some, some girl. Just be like, hey, you want this? Well, you gotta chase me for it, and then (laughs) I don't like the movement she's making. Is like if I was holding the hot dog and just like swinging it around. I didn't like that. Sorry. Anyway, um, no, 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 no. You gotta be like, just and like just just lead her onto the onto the tennis court, and then you just got roller skates there, and you like put them on, and and then you strap them on, and you play some La La Land music, and you gotta you gotta you gotta get the hot dog, Mm -hmm. and be like. Yeah, put it in front of the girl's face and like, look, it's a mirror. It's it's a mirror, because you're a hot dog. <laughs> because you're a hot dog. Yeah, like you're a hot dog. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Okay. It's from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, you don't know that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's saying yes to make me feel better. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, <laughs> that was my childhood. I know that show. I just yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, do you have any? Do you have any announcements? Um, let me think. I don't think so. Um, no announcements. 
All right. So make sure to tune in next week. We again we're live every Friday night from 10 p.m. to midnight. Last week brain cells just come in, just come and tune in. Just yep. do it. You have nothing to lose. What, yeah. are you, what, what are you doing? Partying? Lame. In the pandemic? Lame. Doesn't 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 happen. No. We Wear your mask. Time. Just just listen. Just mask listen. on. Just listen to all of us. Just and like also, just you, like the rapper Future once said, mask on. Exactly. Can't say this word, but mask on. Keep your masks on. Social distance, unless you're with your pod. Please, please, for please. the love of God, just just do it. Just do it. Oh. it we're so close to the end. Just, it's it's been a year. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> but but we we do have some 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 cool cool things. I have to give special shout out to jess's mom because it's her birthday coming up <gasps> oh my god today's mom's birthday i knew that i wished i called her and wished her happy birthday yeah. but i just i happy birthday mom happy birthday to jess's mom um and again oh the other cool thing is we we have we're recording now right so even if you can't you can't listen live which you should be but if you can't listen live we're gonna record these now and upload them to some kind of like podcast service yeah yeah, we'll figure that out, but be on the lookout for that. We'll advertise it on the social media that you should follow at PCL3BC on Twitter and Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just just keep on doing the cool things that you're doing. Again, try to stay safe in these trying times. If you ever need to talk, feel free to reach out. I'm always down to talk. And um, yeah, what song do you want to sign off with, Jess? You know the song I want to sign off with, Justin. It's a surprise. I'm not saying it out loud. Ooh, surprise song. Okay. Hope you guys enjoy the next song. This is Last Three Brain Cells, hosted by Justin Babu and Jess Gilman. Hint, if you want the song, it's by a band named Car Wash. It is by Car Wash. This is Last Three Brain Cells, signing off. You are listening to... WDOM 91.3 FM, Providence College Radio. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.